What's good, y'all? You're listening to the Third in Life Podcast. Welcome back for another episode of the Third in Life Podcast. Got my boy Carl taking time out of his busy, busy schedule to do... <laughs> to, to be with us again this week. What's up? Not much, man. You know, you know, I couldn't couldn't leave you hanging and leave the people hanging. I know they some people do want to hear us speak about sports and stuff like this, so I, I'm here. And we appreciate it definitely. So, uh, yeah, got Carl here. Um, it was a crazy week in the NFL as it as it's been this whole season. Just not in the NFL and college football. It's been crazy. Like LSU took a L <laughs> after the historic season they were having. Like, I don't up. count that. You don't count that. Because half the team had COVID. So you think? So you think that they shouldn't be held accountable for losing a game? Not a half your team has COVID. Man, it is what it is. Man, you play. You I play mean, with whoever's that. on the field. I get that, but that's like that's like you saying that's like when Jordan wasn't playing and all the, and those teams won those championships. They don't count. Cause then he came back and guess what? Nobody won him but him. So like, come on, man, you can't, you can't, you can't. Like that's that's the asterisk next to that. Oh, here we go. I'm just saying. Okay. Just throw that out there. Okay, so I mean, well, we did talk about it. Like this season is probably going to be an asterisk season for both, like for most sports, like all sports, really. Like the NBA, you know, the Bucks. The Bucks. I'm not. A, I'm. I'm not a homer for the Bucks. I am from Milwaukee, and you know, but I'm not a Bucks fan. But if we be fair, the Bucks kind of got 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 a raw deal with that, seeing that they were, you know, they were the number one overall seed, and they lost all that momentum having to sit out all those months. So then they come back, and then they get beat by the Heat in five, which would not have happened. If, if they were in that bubble, or if they wouldn't, if they would have played like traditionally, like the Heat would have had to come to Milwaukee, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened that way. So, I mean, the Lakers, they'll probably, they're probably gonna win the title this year, and that's fine. But Man, they should sweep them, boys. I hate to yeah. say it. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think it's a sweep. Like, like I tell people all the time, man, they got three seven footers, and you might as well say four because LeBron's six eight. Come on, man. Like, you know, yeah, they don't. What do you do? They you have no answers. You. They have no answers for them. No, you just stand there and you're guaranteed to get a rebound going to come to you because you're so tumble. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Is is definitely like it was a mismatch going into that series. I, I, I think everybody saw that. It, the Heat were a good story, though, to, to be able to talk about all Jimmy Butler. He a leader and everything. like like he's the he's the new hot thing. It's like when people were talking about Kawhi last year with how he took the Raptors all the way to the championship. So you know now they're gonna talk about Jimmy Butler taking the Heat all the way to the finals. And you know the rumors were already starting about Giannis joining the Heat, but it looked like he's gonna stay with the Bucks for at least this year. And then he, I mean, he'll probably still end up moving off the Bucks. It would not surprise me at all. If he ended up moving and moving away from the Bucks, but uh, that's enough basketball, I guess. But this this past week in the NFL, we saw some things that were kind of uncommon that tie 
which we 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 I think we we see that maybe once every two or three years, and it's just it's just a shame. It's it's hard watching Carson Wentz because I was a Carson Wentz fan. I I kind of like the North Dakota State as like North Dakota products as as a whole. Just because I feel like a lot of small schools don't get enough love in in big time college football, and seeing how what they've accomplished over just the past decade is incredible. We're talking about nine nine national championships in ten years. That's unprecedented, and they don't get enough love. And so I felt like he should have went number one over Jared Goff. But now looking at it, hindsight hindsight twenty twenty. Jared Goff's been to the Super Bowl. You could say Carson Wentz has been to the Super Bowl, but like he wasn't there. He was hurt. His backup got to the Super Bowl and won it. And now you start to think, well, maybe the Rams did get it right by taking Jared Goff over Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz looking like he don't even want to be an Eagle next year. And we can make it. We can make the excuses. Oh, you know, he doesn't have receivers. Everybody's hurt. That's part of the game. People gonna get hurt, you know. Like like people lose, people lose their guys. And you can say, well, they didn't have any depth. That's a team issue. That like that that's an that that's that's their best. Unfortunately, there's nothing he could do about that. But he has to play with who he has out there, and he just isn't getting it done. Two interceptions every game this season. He's thrown six interceptions, and we're only three games in. He's on pace to throw for more interceptions than Jameis Winston did last year. That's a fact, people. And I, w- I want that same energy for him that they have for Jameis. Oh, uh, we know he ain't Yeah, because he's a white quarterback. But you, but and, and any, I dare somebody to disagree with me about that because. Carson Wentz is getting less shit now than Cam was getting last year. And unlike Carson Wentz, Cam's been to a Super Bowl and Cam actually did win an MVP. And we're watching Cam play masterfully this year. And he doesn't have receivers either. You telling me Nikhil Harry's a real receiver? Is that what we doing? Or or, or are we going to do like some of the idiot Patriots fans talking about Julian Edelman as a Hall of Famer? Is that what we're going to do? Side note, though, with that whole thing, they're talking about Julio Jones to the Pats. Oh, I see. I saw that trade tra- rumor. That would be something. They'd have to give up a king's ransom for that. And and I if you're give it up. if I you're getting if you're getting Julio though, like you need to be all the way in. And I don't believe the Patriots are are playing an all in season. I think if they can acquire him, then then that's when they'll go all the way in. Then, then you have to make more moves than that because Julio isn't enough to put you over the top. You need you need a lot more than Julio because remember all the opt outs they had, like they the only defensive piece they have is Stephon Gilmore. One good corner isn't going to get you to the Super Bowl, especially. They should have went, went after old buddy. They got released by. Uh, oh man, I always get these two. Are we talking about Earl Thomas? Yep. Now that that I would like to see it, but I mean they're so is McCourty. McCourty is playing right. Like I know Patrick Chung isn't playing, 
But, uh, I think I, yeah, I think both brothers are yeah, playing. Yeah, the McCourty twins, they're playing. So, yeah, one, one of them is a corner and the other is a safety. So, I mean, Earl Thomas would fit. But remember, Belichick don't go for that shit. And yeah. Earl Thomas has been a lot of problems. He he brings a lot of problems where he goes. Like, dude, you, you got ousted in, in Baltimore? Baltimore is a is a very player friendly environment, and the players were the ones that got him up out of there. They was the ones that went up to the front office like, dude, he has to go. And we're talking about a future Hall of Fame safety, so I don't know if if Belichick is really gonna be on that. Uh, I mean, no matter what, I mean, he will fall in line like everybody else. <laughs> like, let, let's not get it twisted. He's not gonna go there, dude. He don't want no problems with Belichick, especially like this is his last leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, this is because yeah, if he he's gonna get signed again, he's still good, and he and he's not Antonio Brown. Like he ain't down here doing that much stupid stuff. So so you know, I mean, he's gonna get signed at some point. Like we said earlier during the week, we saw he uh, he was gonna get signed by Houston, but that didn't work out for whatever reason. So we know he, there is interest, and he will be signed at some point. But yeah, getting him, you're right, getting him would be a big piece. And then obviously, you know, getting Julio. But even then, the AFC is not strong. I, I would say the Patriots are the third best team in the AFC. But I mean, to get past get past the Chiefs, that's going to be tough, man. <laughs> and getting past Baltimore, who historically has given the Patriots problems. Like like the Ravens been been on the Patriots Hill since the two thousands. Yeah. So so you know, like it that that's just the, their thing. The Ravens always get them issues. So it's it's gonna be tough to get to to say that the Patriots could really, really have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl, even with those two pieces. I think I think, I think with the acquire you know, if they acquired him, it would open up the playbook a little more and get away from all this run run cam. Oh, absolutely! Because yeah, I mean, you you have a bona fide number one, and once and and a future Hall of Famer right there, who is at the he's at the end of his prime. You know, he and probably how, got and how and how I would run it. I'd put him one, uh, Harris at two, and Edelman put Edelman in a slot to match him up with linebackers. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you you had you can't put Edelman can't be your two. Edelman Edelman is better in a slot. Yep. He's a better he's a better receiver at this time than Harry, but it's still I mean, I mean I know what you mean though. Yeah, run a three receiver set because they have no tight ends. That would be great. I don't understand. Go get Dwayne Walker. And I can't believe he isn't signed. Like man, I I wasn't surprised that the Titans moved off of him. They there, they've been trying to like get Jonu Smith like a shot at being the guy. And it's working out so far. Jonathan Smith looks like he's great. Like, I don't – I mean, he he looks like a formidable starter. I don't know about if he's going to be, a, like, a multi-time Pro Bowl or anything, but you, he can go out there and he'll he'll do something for you every week. And that's good. Good athletic – because that's the new tight end. Young, athletic, pass catchers. We don't want – we don't need somebody who's going to get us two catches for 18 yards. We need a guy that's going to spread the field. And especially Tannehill loves that tight end. So, yeah. Um, another, speaking of receivers and rumors, um, 
Odell Beckham. I'm I'm I don't know if anybody else is peeping it, but I've been noticing if you go on his Twitter, he's making a lot of like really cryptic cryptic messages like I'm I I I want more out of this and just saying stuff like that. I think he wants out of Cleveland. And we've been saying that since last year that you know it's not working with him and Baker. And he knows he knows that it's a short time in the NFL. You get a short time to be in the NFL. And he was on a he was on a path when he was in New York where he was looking like he was the best receiver in the game. And was going to, like he was on A B level. Like he was gonna be getting hundred catches a year, 16, 15, 1600 yards a year. Now he gotta settle for 70 catches a year, maybe a thousand yards, like maybe make the Pro Bowl, maybe not. But and, and yeah, and I know he tired of that shit. Like he, I know he want out of there because he know that he wasted his prime there. Because Cleveland not gonna win shit because Cleveland is a losing ass franchise. So you not gonna win, and you not getting your numbers. At least in New York, you was losing, but you was getting your numbers. So now I'm not winning, and I'm not getting my numbers. I'm good. I'm good. And. So for me, and this is me being biased and being a homer, I would love to see him come to Green Bay. I would love it because because here we go. Like we just lost Alan Alan Lazard, who looked like it, it that sucks for him. Career day. He had a career day. He looked like he was getting ready to shut shut all the critics up about the Packers not having a true number two. He like, what? Y'all, we ain't got a number two. Yeah, we do. He showed out. He showed out, and then that, then he, he, the core muscle injury happens. I think we need to go get OBJ. We need to do it. Like he's, he's, he would be great. Oh my God, can you imagine him and Devontae? You, you, what you gonna do? You, you, what you gonna do? You can't do. You can't double either. You suck. And Rodgers will go crazy. And, and Aaron Jones. I don't understand how it's not working at the Browns. Because it's Baker, that's why Baker isn't that guy, and 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 now now it's time to, and this is where everybody I don't think anybody ever pays attention to this part, but now is the time we got to realize we got to really put some put some spec on Eli Manning's name, because no matter what people were saying about him throwing picks or whatever, when he had a number one receiver, he treated him like a number one receiver. Eli found a way to get him the ball. Baker, been in the league for three years, can't figure out how to get a number one the ball. Or number two. Or number two, yeah. Like, Eli had it figured out. Eli is going to be in the Hall of Fame no matter what anybody says. Eli and Eli knew how to get him the ball. And I think it's time people put some respect on his name and realize, like, Eli was better than Baker. Eli was a true number one pick. He bought the he bought his city Super Bowl twice, made some Pro Bowls. Baker Baker is is a game manager. Like if Baker if Baker would have been picked in the fourth round, kind of like a Kirk Cousins, he would be able to get away with the stuff he get away with. But we talking about a guy that got drafted number one. I expect and demand that you are able to take over games. But but for us, like like if I'm the Browns. 
really your best bet is to hope that you that Nick Chubb run the ball 20 times, get 20 touches, Kareem Hunt get 15 touches, and that's how you're going to have to roll. And hopefully Baker don't got to throw more than 25 times. But that's not how it should be. Baker... Baker is the number one pick. Baker, I'm supposed to be able to trust him to go out and win games on his own. But they can't win. And, that, and that's why, oh, dad, that's why it's not working. Because he doesn't have a good quarterback. Odell doesn't have a good quarterback. And that's why if I'm an agent, if I'm his agent, man, look, y'all better give Matt LaFleur a call. Please. <laughs> Like, dude, man, like, and now's the time to, and here's where they can shut the media down, too, the Packers. All of this talk about how they not all in, how they not trying to give Rodgers support. Here's your chance to shut them up. Look, we just gave him Odell Beckham Jr. Lazar gonna have to give up number 13. <laughs> but, like, but, uh, he not gonna give up. It's it's the middle of the season, but I'm just it's a joke. But I'm but real talk. Like we need we need to get we need to go out and get Odell. We don't need Julio. We can't go get Julio. That's not gonna work. But Odell would be perfect. Odell would be perfect for our offense. So that that's that's my big plea here for for Packer World. Please make this happen. We can we let's save Odell from this bad situation. Bring him on to Green Bay. We can we, then we can really spread the ball, man. Cause cause every year Devontae get hurt. Every year he get necked up. I think Devontae Adams had might have played sixteen games once his whole career. Other than that, it's always he mess up his toe. Uh, what he doing right now with the ankle? Or or the hamstring, like it's always something. So, like we, would, I would love to be able to depend on somebody else in the league that's been around, that's actually done some stuff in the league to take the edge off. Because we know Valdez Scantling can't. He he never rises to the occasion. He's had plenty. He's had plenty of opportunities to to seize the moment and show that he can be depended on when there's nobody else. And he always fails at it. He's he's okay to have when he's the third option, but when he's the only option, we're in trouble. So no. <laughs> but yeah, man, having said that, just I want to move off of my boys for a minute. Can I say that Dallas uh Dallas really got screwed. And I'm not, I hate the Cowboys. You know, I'm not, I, I don't like the Cowboys. Their fans are obnoxious. But truly and honestly, I watched that game. And Seattle, as always, has the referees in their pocket. Referees were calling everything on Dallas. Everything. And it was just, it was, it was really annoying to watch because, like, before the plays even start, I'm like, they, they about to throw this flag right here. And what do they do? Throw the damn flag. Seattle gets away with so much. Seattle could easily be two, could be one and two right now. Because they could they could have took that L to the Patriots. They should have took that L to the Patriots. Really? And they should have lost to Dallas last week. And so now they go now they got they gotta give me this week, but we'll get to that. 
But to me, I just felt like that Seattle isn't as good as their record shows. Uh, Russell Wilson is is hiding a lot of their deficiencies, as he does every year. They have no offensive line. They have no defense. Jamal Adams is out now for a little while. So it's going to be Russell Wilson throwing the ball like crazy. And that's going to win them a few games. But, like, when it comes down now, I'm starting to think, are they – when it comes time to the playoffs, when you have to play the more complete teams, they're going to have some issues. Yeah. But uh, your boy Phillip Rivers, 2-1. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'll see how he play when he play against us, That's even if we get to play. Oh, yeah. And I guess yeah, we we I, we can just jump into that too. Um, your Titans. First, I want to say that the Titans could easily be zero and three. They're three and zero. They they've on the positive side of it, they've proven they can win close games. They they've proven they're very good in in game situations where they're able to hold on to late late game leads, and they're, but they're also able to take the lead at the end of the game. They're very good at in-game situations. They're good coaching. Uh, Tannehill doesn't make mistakes. So that that's the good part. But the second part is they play down to their competition. The Vikings shouldn't should have never been able to build that type of lead against them. Oh, Justin Jefferson going crazy. Justin yeah, Jefferson going crazy on them. Made them look silly. And Kevin Byard is all pro safety. Now they're getting going crazy. And then Jacksonville, you almost lost to Jacksonville. Good God, man. So so they're, they're, the Titans are very confusing. I don't know if the Titans look like they're going to be an 11 and 5 team or if they're going to be 8 and 18. I can't tell. So the Titans still leave a lot to be desired. Although they're, they're very lucky to be 3 and 0. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. It's just. It's, it's, it's looks like more and more to me it's starting to look like our DBs, man. Yeah. Derrick yeah, Henry's off to yeah. a good start. Yeah. Corey Davis showing up. I'm like, wow. I guess he's been hearing me talk talk down on him. Oh, yeah, man. Finally playing like a top five pick. He know Because he know that option coming up. And he know he, know he want that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. I mean, it's nice to see. I I hate seeing draft bust. I really do. Yeah, I agree. But like, but the big thing with the Titans is they uh they're the first. Should do we want to say victim of of the COVID outbreak in the NFL? Uh, as of today, sixteen members of the Titans organization have tested positive for COVID. And because of that, they had to postpone the Steelers-Titans game that was going to happen Sunday. And now it's been postponed. Now they have a bye week. <laughs> so they went from having a game to have, having a bye week, which is unprecedented. This whole, this whole season is unprecedented, though. But they had, to, they had to redo the schedule and change up other teams' uh, bye weeks. I believe Baltimore's bye week got affected by this. And... Now the Titans are still isn't gonna play what week seven. Yeah. And so yeah, things things are having to change at the drop of a hat because of this. And my theory, 
which I know we we talked about this earlier this week. My theory is it was it's the Seattle thing. It was it was some dumb young player out here trying trying to get him a little bit. Try to sneak a chick in somewhere, ended up contracting COVID and spreading it. Because I don't see how else it could have happened because this isn't happening anywhere else. So I think this is What about Patriot though? Huh? You think Cam Newton the only one that got it? Oh no, I mean they already said Cam isn't the isn't the only one. <laughs> they already said there, there were multiples, they just haven't said who. And I think and, and we we don't even know me personally, this this stuff is gonna spread like wildfire. The only reason why the NBA didn't have it because they had control of the situation. They do not have control of what these players are doing. They do not know where these players are going after they leave practice. Yeah, I agree. They don't. And when you don't have that type of control, you do not know who they're going to hang out with, where they're at, what they're doing. I'm telling you now, if they don't find a way to get it under control, it will run rapid. Like I was telling somebody earlier, it'd be different if COVID was only in Tennessee. Then we could be like, I right, okay. But it's it's, a, it's around the world, man. Like, the only way you're going to be able to control it is just like, because imagine if the NBA, when they did what they did. Yeah. It would be the same thing, man. And I'm telling, I, I wish the NFL, like, you guys got to do something now, man. Because if you don't do something now, it's going to be team after team after team after team. And I'm sorry. If I'm an NFL player and that's just me, and I love football, but you're not going to get me to play a team that just 16 players just said they got COVID. There's no way I would play. Even after the two-week minimum thing. I'm not playing. No. No. And then I still got to go home to my family? What about my family? Unless I'm just going to quarantine myself from my family. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that part about about the family, and I think that's why they they just did the bye week instead to give people yeah. give players time because I mean because yeah, if I'm the Steelers and I hear that that news, I'm like I'm not playing them on Sunday. No, like I'm I'm not doing it. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm not. Even if you just took all the players that just had it, I don't know. Yeah. And. and but I, I find it curious, though, because you were talking about how uh, we don't know, like, any of the players. Uh, like you saying Cam Newton, but we aren't hearing any other, any other players. Like, we're just hearing that there are multiple players, but they aren't outing any of the players. And I was talking about this earlier, that I think because it's Cam Newton, they, had to, they, they felt like they needed to put it out there. And... Because he's a high-profile player, but if it was a special teams guy, third-string receiver, something like that, they aren't going to even identify who these people are. Because we're talking about sixteen, we're talking about sixteen people for the Titans as an organization, and would they have a name? Not one. They they they, they dropped some names. Oh, they dropped some names. Simmons. Oh yeah, yeah, they did drop Simmons. Yeah, they, but that, there we go. High-profile, high-profile player, first-round pick last year. Yeah. So like if if it's a special teams guys like they don't even care to 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 even put a name on it and so it's kind of annoying to me, but 
I don't think that this was this is gonna be a big outbreak. Uh, I think they've done their their regulations have been working. Um, I I think that some people got overzealous, and and decided to go and test it. Like I really do because like the first two weeks that nobody was positive, not not one person. And now it's changed. Now they now people are coming up positive, and I think it's because somebody was out here doing something they weren't supposed to be doing, and messed this whole thing up. So if I'm that if I'm if I'm the Titans organization, I identify who was out here on funny business and I release them immediately. The same way that they did with the Seahawks guy. They saw it on camera, they cut him. And because not because you affect so much when you oh, do yeah. this stuff. That's the thing. I think people be worried about their own immediate needs. Like oh I need to get me some or whatever it is whatever the reason was I'm I'm I need I wanted to go grab something to eat there were other ways to safely get something to eat so there that's not an excuse either you affect so much like look look at all the stuff that had to happen they had to reschedule games for other teams they had to change bye weeks for other teams hell even in the sports betting world they had to take games off of the off of the slate for this week for sports betting. There's a lot that gets affected by one person making a stupid decision. And that that's this is why for me, if I'm if I'm the Titans organization, I identify who started this whole thing and I get rid of them. If 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 it was something negligent. Which I in my opinion, I think that's what happened. Uh, the the sad part about like with Cam is yes, you know, I was praying for safe recovery, quick recovery. But as far as just like fans, you know, missing out on Mahomes versus Cam is a is 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 just like I think for the fans, it's a big letdown. Yes, and I, I feel like man, if I'm Billichick, I'm not playing without my starting quarterback. I mean, it's part of the game. Like it, I hate to say it, like like that that part, I understand why people would feel like that. No, because it, it does give them a competitive advantage very clear competitive advantage but it's all part of the game like it's they they treat it almost like an injury which i think sucks because it's not like you can like you you can't spread a broken ankle <laughs> you know but that that's yeah. how they, they're treating it as an injury though like oh well he's out for this game so for me it's just it's 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 unfortunate, but yeah, I mean the game you gotta play. So they're talking about currently they're talking about playing on Tuesday, which I don't remember ever in my lifetime there being a Tuesday game. So this is gonna be interesting to say the least. Hopefully, just with the Thursday. Man, those Thursday games, those Thursday matchups are so bad, and I think I mean that I I want to call them throwaway games. That's how I read. That's how I I describe them as throwaway games, but. You can't really call it a throwaway game because they're real regular season games that have real ramifications for playoffs and stuff. But the game, the matchups are so bad. Like, all of them this year have been bad. Jaguars, Dolphins, seriously? Broncos, Jets? Like, what? what, what, what is that? Or, or what was the first one? Bengals, Browns? <laughs> like, but it, but it gets better. 
it gets better in the middle of the season. Like, I know my Packers play the 49ers, which, I mean, that matchup now doesn't look that great because of all the injuries. But, I mean, going into the season, you're looking at that, and you're like, oh, that that's the rematch of the NFC Championship. Everybody want to see that. So, I think it gets, I think every year they kind of do it that way. They have really, really weak matchups starting off, and then the matchups get better, like mid-season towards the end of the season. Those, those games start to really matter. But, uh, yeah, then this, this, this COVID stuff really is, is starting to rear his ugly head now. And now I think, I mean, I think it's time you, you have to, get this under control now because even if they do let's say they do have it under control and they're doing everything i think they just to make precaution i think they need to step it up just a little yes yes i think i'm i could even see them deciding to take to do like a bye week for everybody like in the middle of the season like you know what we gonna pause everything right now for a week or two to give everybody a break to, to to get everything under control and then we'll come back and revisit this or resume things, whatever. Because I, I can see them taking that action too because I don't see them completely canceling the season. Like, look, look, at, look at baseball. Baseball, positive test every day. And they ain't cancel a damn thing. They were postponing games, but they, would, they just kept going. And here they are, they in the playoffs already. They not canceling nothing. So I don't I don't I definitely don't see them canceling football. They're not gonna there there's no way because I know a lot I've seen some people talking about, well, maybe they just need to cancel. The NFL is not canceling their season. I can guarantee you that. And I'll and I'll give you one reason why. Which is which is ironically related to COVID. President Donald J. Trump. Can you imagine if the NFL tried to cancel their season? Trump, Trump is gonna Trump gonna get on their ass. As he did with the Big Ten conference. And as much as people don't want to admit it, Trump, when when Trump started applying pressure, the people fall in line. It looks like the Vikings might be playing now. Oh, the Vikings are playing. Yeah, they had zero tests. Yeah, they, 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 they didn't they didn't tests. they didn't have any positives. It was the Titans. And that's what and that goes back to my point that I feel like it was a Titans player on Bull. And and that's how and that's how this whole thing started. Somebody on the Titans was out here doing something he wasn't supposed to do and I will find out who it is and they would be they would be released that day. And I was sending them and then, then you have to do the blacklist thing that they did to Kaepernick. That's when I was sending out a memo Kind of like what they need to do with the Chiefs team doctor or the Chargers team doctor. I was sending a memo out to everybody. This person was out here doing this. They should not be able to work in the NFL again. You putting everybody family at risk because you trying to you worried about getting getting a girl or doing something, whatever it is. Priorities. If you're going to play, you need to be all in. Like, they need to make them, me personally, they just need to make them stay at, at one hotel and they modern, and like, you know. Yeah. Them, yeah, they, they, they need to centralize it somehow. I don't know. I don't know how you do that with that many people. 
that's the thing. This ain't basketball where it's like only 15 players on a team. Like we're talking about like over 50 people. Then don't forget practice squad guys that, that get called up on game day. And then you got the whole staff and equipment people. Like we're talking about probably 100 players. All I've got to say is if you can spend $5 billion on a stadium, you can do it. I mean, it's not the money part. <laughs> I think it's just logistically, it's hard to get that. I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but I mean, I'm all for it. I've, i I remember talking to, uh, talking about like a bubble, but I don't know how to make that work necessarily. It, it would be really, it would be really hard to do do a, a football bubble. But yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, man, I'm I'm take your fifty man roster and that's all you get. And if you need people to come up, they sit at home waiting. I mean that's what they they're doing now. They kinda they, they have like the exp- extended uh practice squad. So now there there are more people on practice squad. You can call up they're they're doing the the temporary IR where you you can put somebody on IR for three weeks versus having to miss half the season or the whole season. They they're they're doing they they've changed the way they're doing things kind of to help accommodate so they can fill spots without actually having to really mess up their salary caps and everything. And don't forget they're talking about reducing the salary caps because of this whole thing as well. So players aren't gonna be getting paid as much. Uh maybe starting next year. We'll see if that if that's still gonna be the trend, but I don't know. But I do think that this was more of an isolated incident. I hate saying isolated incident because it makes me think about mass shooters and what they always say, that crap. But I do. I think this was an isolated incident, and this isn't something that's going to lead to the fall of the 2020 NFL season. Just my opinion. And I know you. I know you're on the other side of that, thinking this is gonna start a whole avalanche. But I don't know. Hey, soccer just had a positive test, man. It ain't going nowhere, bro. Who did? A soccer team. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, this it's not going nowhere. I mean, the president himself got it. I'm just waiting on the first football college team. Well, the college they've already had those. But they're still playing. They just did. They're just sending players home. Yeah. You know, like like don't. They're not. There's no way they're gonna walk it back again because they already walked back not playing. So there, there's no way they're gonna reverse course now and be like, oh, we're not gonna play again. They're going to go. They're going to play. But let's not forget. Just forget football for a second. This they they warned us of this back in spring. They said fall, winter is going to get worse. They said that. And and we got all the people who don't want to believe in science or think they they know more than everybody else, even though they barely passed high school. And they think that they know something everybody else don't. Really? And, so and you pay millions of Yeah, dollars. instead of listening to people who've been Exactly. I mean, we got people who who've been studying this longer than we than we've been alive, but somehow some dumbass 
that that lives in their mom's basement is trying to tell you that they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's stupid. Them they, they told us back in spring that we were going to have another big wave of this in fall, winter. And we're right in the thick of it now. Here in my home state, we're breaking records every day for cases. Today alone, we broke the single day record again. We had 2,900 people test positive for, for COVID today alone. That's almost 3,000 people. 19 deaths. That's today. 19 deaths. So this is a very real thing. So this isn't just this isn't just football or anything. This is people need to stay their asses at home. People need to be wearing a mask, regardless of what you think or want to believe. Keep that same energy when your grandma die. Because people because that's the problem with this country as a whole. Nobody gives a shit about anything until it affects them. Yeah. And and. And that's where that's where all of this clown that's where all this clown shit happening now, people saying stupid stuff like they don't believe it, whatever. Then then like you be see you see it on social media all the time, like a screenshot of somebody's status talking about how they don't believe in COVID. Then two weeks later, they talking about rest in peace, so and so. They died from COVID because yeah, you didn't want to believe it until it's too late. I saw this woman. I'm not gonna say her name. There was this there was this woman, um, middle-aged woman, who said it she didn't believe in it. And she died herself. Like weeks later. From COVID. This is real. Whether you want to believe it or not is real. And you better hope that fate doesn't strike you and make you believe it when it happens to you. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rant on that uh that much more. Uh week four is here. We're we're a quarter way through the season almost. We're yeah. hitting that quarter mark. Uh, we saw the speed. We we already talked about how bad these Thursday night games, Thursday night game, Broncos Jets. Ugh. It was a mess. It was it looked like two JV teams. It was it was entertaining because there was a lot of scoring, but it was a lot of bad football. You know, like like uh, pick sixes. Sam Darnold runs for a 46-yard touchdown. Like, that doesn't happen if they're not playing a bad team. That, that was crazy. That yeah, was. It, it was a very nice run. It, it, it was nice to see some athleticism. I feel bad for Darnold because I feel like Darnold didn't get a true shot at being a franchise quarterback. No. All, and I had him pegged. Sorry, I'm go ahead. I'm sorry. I said not whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I was not a fan of Darnold coming out. I said I I pegged him as a bust, but this is not his fault. He has nothing to work with, nothing at all. Still finds a way to make it work. Yeah, he they still end up like last year. He he took them to seven and nine after coming back from mono. And Levy and Bell at this point, you just gotta say like, man. His own individual career-wise, it didn't work out for him. The, the his risk, taking that risk, missing that missing that year. Individually, I think he cost himself a Hall of Fame career. Like now, he's he's gonna be more of like man, what could have been. But he was a, he was on he was on the way to the Hall of Fame. This is probably not gonna happen now. But as far as historically, 
Levian, Levian Bell crawled so everybody else could walk. Because look, look at all these contracts. And we talked about this last week. But look at all these running back contracts now. Kamara got paid. McCaffrey got paid. Zeke got paid. None of that happens without Le'Veon Bell taking that risk. None of it. So y'all got to put some respect on Le'Veon Bell's name too. But as far as individual player, he doesn't help Sam Darnold either. Because he isn't he isn't helping take the load off because he isn't getting anything done. Some of that is also not Le'Veon Bell's fault either. They have nothing on that offensive line. No. Sam Darnold got sacked six times playing against a backup defense. That that that's a shame. That's a shame. And why is why Adam Gase still has a job in the NFL as a head coach is another shame. And it goes back to what I talk about how America doesn't want black people in leadership. We have Eric B. Enemy, once again, who who had Patrick Mahomes destroying the Ravens defense, whooping the Ravens ass, and he can't get a job as a head coach, but Adam Gase is still able to be a head coach in the NFL. It's not right. Sam Darnold deserves better. The Jets fans deserve better. Is 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 it was it was tough. I watched the game, so I'm I'm telling you from what I saw, it was it was a bad game. It was a lot of JV crap. But you know, is there's nothing you can do. You can you only can play with who's on the field. Well, and and Sam Darnold sitting here zero and four. And and he has nothing to work with. But, oh man! So moving on though from that uh, Sunday games, man, they we opening up. Uh, Baltimore speaking of the Ravens, Ravens at Washington. Um, Ravens, I just, I don't know. I feel like they might be a little upset about last week's game. Um, and, I mean, I feel like they're going to open up a can and whoop ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just think it's going to be real bad. I'm, I agree. Like, dude, this is – and no Chase Young, no no chance, dude. Like, please. Ray, and the Ravens are a great revenge team. Except for the Chiefs, for some reason they cannot they cannot beat the Chiefs. But other besides besides the Chiefs, they're a very good revenge team. If you get them, they'll 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 get you back. So they you know they're pissed off about what happened on Monday, and they're definitely going, this is a blowout. I, matter of fact, I'll give you the score thirty seven seventeen. But uh, Chargers against the team against Tom Brady, and it's weird. Saying that because I thought Tom Brady was going to go to the Chargers. So it's weird. But, uh, yeah, Chargers, Tampa. Uh, Tampa. I just, I don't know, man. I, I just think they're a the better team, really. Do I think... Chargers might have a chance to beat them, yeah. But I just think 
Buccaneers come away with the win. I would. I'm. I'm going to take Tampa too, but I think that. Um, I wanted this. This I should have said this earlier, but Tampa isn't impressive either. And I, I think people people are afraid to speak bad about Tom Brady, or or to speak truth. Oh, Tom Brady lit it up last week. You do know that both of the touchdowns he threw to Mike Evans were one yard touchdowns. That's a fact. But I do you say still, do you do you did you know Mike Evans his his stat line for that game? Because I can give it to you. It, it was quite historic. It was quite historic. Two yards. Two catches, two yards, two touchdowns. That was his stat line. That's not impressive. Oh, I have a 6'5", 230-pound receiver. I could throw a one-yard fade to him. Of course. Yeah, you're going to take that. But is that impressive? No, any quarterback can do that. I could so go out there. I could go out there and do that. So for Matt Ryan. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a coaching issue. But, but yeah, no, you're right. I don't know. If, he really is bad at the fade, though. He can never oh, seem. He can no, never seem to hit Julio. Julio. The only difference between Julio and uh, Mike Evans to me is that Julio's faster than Mike Evans. I don't think that Mike Evans is in the same league as Julio. I really don't, because Mike Mike Evans can Mike Evans can't run routes. Julio can run any route you want. Mike Evans is a deep threat. That that's about it. Like he. He isn't in the same league as Julio. Like there, there isn't besides Tampa fans, nobody else would take would, would would take Mike Evans over Julio. Just like just like I feel about Saints fans. Saints fans talk about Mike Thomas being the best receiver in the league, and I'm like, there's literally nobody that's going to take Michael Thomas besides Michael Thomas over Julio besides Saints fans. But Saints fans are delusional, which we talked about last week too. They think that Drew Brees isn't declining, and he is very clearly. Uh-huh. And you know, whatever. I I'm not gonna rant about that again this week. But going back to what I was saying, people don't want to talk bad about Tampa or or try to or talk about what it was going on here. If Tyrod Taylor was playing, I would almost I would almost definitely pick the Chargers to win. Because Herbert isn't ready to play. He was impressive in that first game, but once again, you know, is it's the whole thing about not having film on film on a guy. Cause look what the Panthers did to him. And the Panthers are nearly aren't nearly as good as the Chiefs. So to me, like, is 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 because Herbert is playing that that I'm gonna take Tampa. Because without they don't the Tampa is without Chris Godwin. He's out with a hammy. Leonard Fournette isn't playing. And you're not going to tell me that Ronald Jones is better than Leonard Fournette because he's not. <laughs> and, and, and and it's ridiculous that Bruce Arians is trying to have a timeshare with them. Yeah, that That's ridiculous. Like, coaches need, to, coaches need to stop trying to justify their bad decisions. This is, this is why the Bears took, took two and a half games to put Nick Foles in. Because y'all had to justify drafting Trubisky at two and when you could have had the better guy in there already two and a half games to find out they need a little uh, running back because what's the name ain't cutting yeah absolutely you're right and 
But in, in instead of justifying bad decisions, just make the right decision. Who cares what people going to say? Because once you start winning, nobody cares. Exactly. Winning, winning cares all. Literally, winning cares all. But yeah, no, Tampa. I spent a lot of time on that. So uh, next game, uh, Seattle at Miami. Seattle, man. Russell Wilson gonna have a. He probably gonna throw seven touchdowns. Yeah, man. This is tough for me because <laughs> because I feel like Miami Miami is much improved and right. and you know Ryan Fitzpatrick has that that spurt where he's playing like crazy and then it come crashing down. I wonder if this is the game he come crashing down because <laughs> like. If it is, they in trouble. Uh, I want I want to take them as my upset special this week, but I'm not. I'm a, I mean, Russell Wilson is is playing out of his mind. It would be it would be unfair to pick them to lose. So I'm taking Seattle. Um, two winless teams that shouldn't be winless because the talent on those teams are just is. There's no reason why they're zero three, but uh, the Vikings at the Texans. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go Texans. I feel like Deshaun needs one, and I think he's going he gonna to get this one. Yeah. I'm taking Houston, too, and for the same reason. Like, Deshaun Watson over Kirk Cousins. Like, it's yeah. that simple for me. Uh, Saints at the Lions. Mm, I don't know, man. I didn't know Matt Stafford was playing pretty decent this year. Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford always plays decent though. Matt Stafford is a good quarterback. He just he just can't win big games. Like when it's time, when it's time, he's he's had a chance to win the NFC North twice in his career against the Packers. Like in the last game of the season, the winner wins the NFC North. He lost both times. He can't win big games. That that's his big thing. He'll put up numbers. He can win. He can win games. He's great. He he has a lot of comebacks on, on his record. But when it comes time to win a big game, try to seize big moments, he has no signature wins. Zero. And that's crazy. So having said that, I'm I'm taking the Saints. Because the Saints are in are in win now mode. You watching the Packers? You watching the Packers three and zero? Seattle three and zero? Tampa probably not gonna lose this week. You gotta stay with Tampa because Tampa wins this week and you lose, you down two games. Oh man, that's a little. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Lions. I'm gonna go on win. Oh, upset upset special, huh? Yep. Okay. Lions, especially they got Galladay back too, so now the offense gonna look a little, might look a little more refreshed, a little different. So that's where I'm going. I mean, they pulled off the upset last week against Arizona, so. Um, then we got the Browns at Dallas. Uh, can we? Uh, uh, um, I hate to be so like, you know, like, but I, a spade is a spade. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what we do here. We have to call a spade a spade. It's fair. Uh, Cowboys, man. Like, just... You know? I'm 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 with you and I'm taking Dallas. I'm definitely taking Dallas. Like Baker is going to make a mistake 
is is going to happen. It's inevitable. And I, I think, and I think Odell is kind of thinking about that. That's why he been tweeting this stuff because he know Baker about to get him a chance to win this game, and Dallas is going to take. Cause Dallas, Dallas is a weird team too because they could be three and zero. They could be zero and three. They one and two. They really can't. They they can they can afford to fall to one and three just because their division is terrible. But if you're trying to get some type of home field advantage, you can't fall to one and three with the NFC teams being so good. So I'm I'm definitely taking Dallas. Um, another bad game: uh, Jaguars Bengals. Mm, I'm gonna go Bengals. Still rooting for Joe Burrow to get his get a win, man. I too am taking the Bengals because I, I I love Joe Burrow. I really do. Joe Burrow is he's playing great. He just on a bad team, but he's playing an, a, another bad team this week, so he has a chance here. Yeah, it, it's time. It's time. He's overdue. It's time to get a victory. Uh, Arizona at Carolina. Arizona. It's tough for me. It's tough I mean, for me. It's, it's a tough game, but without that McCaffrey, man, that's the end. Yeah. I mean, Arizona has more weapons, but it's like they're they're. It's 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 what it goes back to what I talk about, like with bad teams. Arizona historically is a bad team, and bad teams do bad team things. I think they they might find a way to lose this game, but I am going to pick them. I just think it's going to be a close game. Uh, Kyler Murray is good enough to get them out or whatever. So, and he had a bad game last week. I think he threw three interceptions. That's not going to happen again. Not two weeks in a row. So, I'm taking Arizona. Uh, Giants at the Rams. Oh, Rams? That should even be a question. Rams, really, I love what they did last week. They when they they got down, they didn't they didn't stay down. They didn't lay down for Buffalo, who is a great defense, by the way. And they still they they fought back. They even took the lead at the end. Looked like they were going to, they were going to do what the Patriots did to the Falcons. And yeah. no, I mean Buffalo ended up shutting it down. But uh, Rams Rams showed a lot of character there. And there's there's absolutely no way they lose to the Giants. No Rams with confidence. Uh, Bills at the Raiders. Speaking of Rams, Bills, man, because I did not know that boy, uh, Taras Ellis' QB, QB, uh, QB rating was so high. So, have you seen it? No, what, what is it? It's like 129, 130. Word yeah. for the season, yes. Wow, that's it, insane, it, yes. I was like, oh my goodness. I do want to say though, for the people who've listened, who who have listened for a long time, y'all remember I said I was a fan of Josh Allen. I told y'all I was right about Josh Allen. Because I like Josh Allen when he came out. I said I really like him. And look at him now. The and see that's coaching. That's 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 what Sam Darnold needs. That's coaching. They put him in a situation to win. And look at them. Buffalo looked like a real contender in the AFC. Do you think? Do you think? You think? You think the Chiefs want to see Buffalo in the playoffs? No, no. 
You think you think if you, if Buffalo somehow pulls off the number one seed, you think they really want to come to Buffalo and play them? No. Don't nobody want to see Buffalo, especially if Josh Allen gonna be playing the way he playing. And and we talking about one in one year, he dramatically improved. Cause in that playoff game, he lost that playoff game himself. Cause they really should have beat the Texans. He lost that game, making real bad decisions right at the end. And look at him now. He didn't he didn't get rattled when they blew that lead. He kept his poise. He ended up winning that game. So now I'm taking Buffalo, man. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Same. Uh, your favorite guy, Phillip Rivers, and the Colts at the Bears. Man, Bears. Just because I think Nick Foles gonna be like, "Yo, I'm about to show y'all why I won a Super Bowl." I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bears too. Uh, <laughs> is I am because <laughs> I mean because the Colts. The Colts are two on one, but let's look who let's let's look at who the Colts are playing. They played the Jets. Come on, man! Like, come on. Jets got a shot at going zero sixteen. If we being real about this, the Jets really have a legitimate shot right now being zero sixteen. They look they look worse than the Dolphins did last year before they like got it together. Because remember, the Dolphins looked like they were going to be the worst team ever. But then they started showing character. The Jets just look like they giving up. Like as an organization, they seem like they giving up. So they beat the Jets. They beat the Vikings, who still haven't won a game. They blew a big lead against the Titans last week. So they look like the Colts. The Colts look like they they're gonna have trouble too because they lost to the Jaguars. Let's not forget that they lost to Jacksonville to open the season, and then they won against two other bad teams. So they're not as good as they as their record shows. I'm taking the Bears definitely. Um, speaking of bad teams, the Eagles uh, are at the 49ers. Uh, 49ers. Yeah, I'm taking the 49ers. I'm yeah. I mean, what more do you say on that? I'm I I am I'm I'm really really worried about Carson Wentz and this this regression that he's going through. Like, cause we're, 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 where are we at? What is this year four, year five for him? Yeah. For him to be this far into his career and taking this dramatic step back is very, very alarming. It really is. So like, I, I need to see a little more, you know, but like, you know, after a few more weeks, we need to start looking at this and being like, dog, he might be a shot fighter. That might be it. I don't know. And I know people want to say, oh, well, that's that's really quick to say that. No, it's not. Carson Wentz had, had real, if we're being real truthful about this, he had one good year. One great year. But other than that, it's been, it's been so-so. Uh, I, I'm, they taking an L this week, though. They going from Philly all the way to San Francisco. And Nick Mullins is a great backup quarterback. Really, he is, and and the forty like player to player, it's not close. Even with injuries, it's not close. The 49ers are so much better than the Eagles. Um, then Monday night, the the lead blowing Falcons <laughs> played undefeated Green Bay Packers to end the week. 
a rematch of the 2016 NFC Championship. And uh, we know who's going to blow a lead again. Oh, so you got you think the Falcons are going to build a lead? No, I said blow a lead. No, I'm saying, but you think they're going to be they they got to build a lead to blow it? Uh, depends on if the receivers play because they got their like. I mean, right now Atlanta looks like they got a pretty good receiving core, but they can't stay healthy. Yeah, because yeah, they're and, uh, what I was going to say is, and uh, it just depends on if they can get those guys to suit up. We we see they can put up points, but they can't keep the other, I mean, not necessarily keep the other team from winning. It just seems like they take the foot off the pedal. It's bad. It's coaching. It really is. It's coaching. Cause, because there's no other reason why you blow a 25-point lead. Ever. You know, like, like their coaching matters. Like Belichick, Belichick ain't blowing no twenty-five point lead. Matter of fact, if Belichick get up on you by twenty-five, he might win the game by forty. Because he'll 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 bury you. Game by twenty-five. You said what? I said Jeff Fisher ain't blowing a game by twenty-five. Oh yeah, I mean Jeff Fisher don't won't get up by twenty-five either. But I just saying, twenty-five. There's no way he not winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just that's coaching. Um, but no, I'm definitely taking the Packers. Come on, man! Like, and then Packers are going into the bye week. They they need to win this game. Go into bye week four and zero. Last year, uh, they they were three and zero, and they lost uh when they were three and zero to to the Eagles. Ironically, uh, who were who weren't playing good during that time, and that kind of sparked them. I don't want to be that spark this year. We need we need to go into the bye week four and zero. Undefeated. Uh, hopefully, Devontae get a little more healthy. I think he's going to suit up though this week. I did, I think him and Julio are going to play. I but I do think that Calvin Ridley is not going to play. But that's just my opinion. I, that's not any intel that I have. But uh, I do think the Packers do get the victory going to the bye week four and zero. It's very important, especially in the NFC where the teams are a little stronger. Because you know you still got Seattle undefeated, Chicago still undefeated. Although Chicago isn't in the same class as the rest of them, but they're still undefeated. Need to be they they need to be worried about. Uh, Tampa is still a team to worry about. You still got the Saints. The Packers can't afford to lose a game that they should win, especially with their upcoming schedule. Because after the bye week, they got to go to Tampa. They still they still got to go see the Chiefs. It don't get no easier, <laughs> you know. So like they they need to. Rack up the wins as they as they can get them. This this is this should be a gimme. So we need to we need to just we need to take the wins when we can get them. So I'm taking the Packers. Same. And to end off the week, just because I'm I'm gonna say a prediction for this one, just because like they're scheduled to still play, uh, the Patriots and the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Like, they, I mean, you know, no, no Cam, no way. Yeah. Like, like, and, and forget it being Cam. To have to change up your quarterback like days before the game, like literally like 48 hours before the game. There, there's just no way. You know, there's just no way they win this game. No matter, no matter Belichick, no matter Belichick's the coach, no matter who's the coach. 
There's just no way. It's just, the NFL's the defenses are too good to just do a quarterback switch on the fly and expect to win. So yeah, no, nah, give me the Chiefs. Man, having said that, man, it's gonna be a crazy week. It's gonna be an interesting week to see how they do things, like see if they're gonna change up any policies with COVID and everything. But uh man, it's been another episode and guys like y'all see what's happening out here. Like, I know I say this every episode, but I feel like I have to say it. Guys, man, like, we're in a pandemic. Please take this seriously. Don't wait for somebody you love to die. Don't wait for somebody you love to to be adversely affected by this, lose their job. So now you're seeing, like, people lose their jobs because of this. Don't wait for, for something to happen to somebody you care about or for something to happen to you for you to take this seriously. Over 200,000 people have died from this. And whether you want to say, oh, well, it was stuff that was related to COVID. It isn't actually COVID. I don't care what you say about it. It's we're in we're in a pandemic. And that's a fact. People, kids aren't going to school. People are working from home. This is real. Take this serious. Stay in the house if you can. Wear a mask. Going to a bar is not that important. That, that actually says a lot about you and not in a good way if, if you're trying to run to a bar. Going out to eat is not that important. Like, like being with your family is important. Living is important. Take this stuff serious. So having said that, man, I wish y'all wish a safe, safe, happy weekend. Um, enjoy the games. Look forward to hearing y'all from next week. Uh, Carl, anything for the people before we sign off? Uh, man, not much, man. Just like he said again, be safe. I know y'all probably tired of hearing us saying that. And like, you know, it ain't, it ain't like I'm scared of it at the same time, but I knew, no, we got to live our lives. But at the same time, you know, live it the smart way. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. Live it the smart way. So, it's been another episode of Third of Life Podcast. Uh, we will see y'all next week.